Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Double dipping inside NFL training camp. We went to Buffalo. And let's go to the opposite coast, the West Coast. We'll check in on the 49ers. And we check in with the 49ers, Chris Biderman, 49ers beat reporter for the Sacramento Bee. He's on Twitter, at Chris Biderman. That's B-I-D-E-R-M-A-N. Chris, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you doing? I- I'm doing great. Uh, lots of expectations, I would imagine, there in San Francisco. Uh, yeah, I, you could say that. I mean, the, the 49ers over these you know last two years with Kyle Shanahan at the helm have gone 10 and 22 combined. So the expectation, at least, is to, you know, find themselves in the hunt for for a playoff spot and be more competitive in the nfc west which figures to be a tough division again this season um i mean i think expectations might have been quelled a little bit with with jimmy garoppolo's debut in that game on monday night against the broncos where he completed just one of six passes for no yards and looked a little bit skittish in the pocket in his first action since tearing his acl last september but Garoppolo is going to get another crack at it. Uh, they, they hope he can find a rhythm on Saturday because it's probably going to be the last time he plays in the preseason ahead of week one. And obviously the 49ers basically have all their hopes hinging on Garoppolo, so they need him to look like the player they traded for in 2017 when he be, when he went you know 5-0 and as a starter after getting traded uh, from the Patriots. So uh, they, they do have expectations to compete for a playoff spot. I think people are, are tired of, of waiting around for, for this, you know, rebuilding process and with the additions of D Ford and Nick Bosa along the defensive line, they hope the defense can take a significant step. And if they, uh, if they can do that, then, then they think they can compete with some of these teams in the NFC West. Well, with the Garoppolo easy headlines, clickbait headlines, you know, the 0.0 QB rating that you just mentioned there, but it's a lot more than just about one game with, with Jimmy. Is this, a make-or-break year for his career in San Francisco? If he gets injured again, are they going to have to pull the plug and go a different direction? It's definitely a possibility. Uh, they they, they front-loaded that $137.5 million contract that he signed in 2018. So basically there's, there's not going to be any dead money, really any significant dead money on his deal if they decide to move on after this season. So, yeah, it is kind of a it, it is kind of a prove-it year for Jimmy Garoppolo because – the 49ers were hoping that, you know, that he would have got them into that playoff mix last year. You know, there was so much momentum going into last offseason after acquiring Garoppolo, seeing him go 5-0, and being among, you know, the top five quarterbacks at a lot of major statistical categories over that stretch, and then signing him to that contract. The 49ers thought they would be in, in playoff contention last year. So now they're a little bit, they're a year behind schedule because of that injury, and and they don't really have time to wait around for Garoppolo anymore. They haven't made the playoffs since 2013. Kyle Shanahan was the fourth coach in four years, the first year he was hired. So uh, the fan base is, is used to winning at a, at a pretty good rate. You think about all these teams in, in the 80s and 90s. There hasn't been much success since then, particularly, I mean, you move on from Jim Harbaugh, who had one of the most successful starts in, in NFL history, going to three straight conference title games and a Super Bowl during his first three seasons. Uh, that's sort of the expectation around here. The fans want a perennial contender, and the 49ers haven't had that. 
Uh, and so they're hoping Kyle Shanahan can bring that. And it's going to be a dent to Kyle Shanahan's image. I think if, if, you know, he, he makes this bet on Garoppolo and it ends up not working out. And, and so that makes 2019 a really big season for them. Well, I'll be the only guy, only radio host in America probably that asked you about a quarterback behind Garoppolo. We got a lots of Southern Miss <laughs> fans in our, in our audience. Nick Mullins, I've heard good stuff about him in camp. How's he look? Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Mullins looks good. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said that, that he thinks Mullins looks better than he did last year. And, and obviously Mullins going from the practice squad to the active roster to the starting quarterback for the second half of last season and the team going, I think, three and five in his starts. While he looked pretty good and, and you know, the, his very first start throwing all those touchdowns in that nationally televised game against the Raiders, um, you know, it was an impressive start for Mullins. And, and there's, you know, the, the, the fan, I, I don't think that there's much going on in, inside the building in terms of this line of thinking, but there are fans out there who believe that maybe Jimmy Garoppolo should have a short hook given how much promise Nick Mullins showed. But, uh, I, I'm not. I'm not personally in that camp. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is certainly a tier or two above the other two guys, Nick Mullins and and C.J. Beathard. Um, but but Mullins is, has been a really good story for the 49ers. They've they've had issues at quarterback. They've set, they've had three starting quarterbacks the last two seasons. And aside from Garoppolo's 2017 run after first after first uh, getting traded to to San Francisco, Mullins' run late last season is probably the best stretch the 49ers have had under center. Aside from that, so uh, to go from you know an undrafted rookie to spending his first season on the practice squad to starting meaningful games and and playing pretty well, I think Nick Mullins is is certainly going to be a popular name, particularly if Jimmy Garoppolo struggles again on Saturday. But yeah, no, he looks good. He has a good grasp of the offense, and and uh, he has good leadership qualities. He's the type of guy who, I mean, in the preseason opener, you know, he broke the team down. Uh, and with, with, you know, sort of a motivational speech to get everybody going. And, and everyone talks about, you know, the intangibles that Mullins has. He doesn't have the strongest arm or, you know, he's not the most gifted physically, um, but he has the intangibles. He knows the offense and, and he has the trust of his teammates, which is a big thing for a young guy coming from where he came from. Good stuff there on Mullins and the 49ers. Chris Biderman of the Sacramento Bee with us at Chris Biderman on Twitter. It is interesting, Chris, that it sounds like they're the backup quarterback is always the, the most f- beloved player on a roster anywhere. I mean, here we're, we're taste some hill talk every day. We have a Hall of Fame guy at the top of our <laughs> roster. Yeah. So I can't get away from it. Can't get away from it, man. Defensive line, they've heavily invested in at the 49ers have and it's so interesting that this is to me from the outside in almost kind of a carbon copy a blueprint that they took from the Nolan Singletary eras right before uh, Harbaugh when they invested so many picks first round picks on that defense and finally under Harbaugh they kind of flourished so they got D Ford Eric Armstead DeForest Buckner Solomon Thomas uh, Nick Bosa first round guys everywhere on that defense are they going to be good are they going to have developed those guys that have been in the league two, three, four years now where they're going to be real solid in a force in that division, in that conference? Yeah, the, the only guy you can really feel comfortable about being a, a very high-level player on a, on a consistent basis is DeForest Buckner, their, their defensive tackle, who's entering his fourth season and is probably going to get cashed out next offseason with, with a really big contract. I'm guessing something close to quarterback money, maybe $17, $18 million a year, depending on what kind of season he puts – he puts together here, but uh, Nick Bosa looks like, you know, one of the best players on the team at, immediately at the start of training camp. And he caught the attention of left tackle, Joe Staley, who's the longest tenured player on the team and, and a six time pro bowler. And, and, you know, Staley had, 
had a lot of good things to say about Bosa and Staley isn't typically one to, you know, to lie to us in the media and, and just gas guys up when it's unnecessary. He really believes that Bosa is the real deal. The problem is, is Bosa sprained his ankle. Somebody fell on him during training camp uh, and, and he's in danger of missing time early in the season. He might not come back till week three or four. So obviously, you know, coming out of the draft, uh, Bosa had a lot of questions about durability. So I, I think the talent's definitely there to maybe be a pro bowler, an all pro type player down the road, but we don't know how durable he's going to be. And obviously that's a huge factor. Uh, D Ford is also on the shelf. He's dealing with knee tendonitis. The 49ers are not worried about him missing time in the regular season. They're keeping him on the shelf mostly as a precaution. And it's not like his role is, is really all that, uh, complicated. He's going to be tasked with getting after the quarterback, which he's pretty familiar with. But D Ford's coming off, uh, you know, he's he's had two back surgeries in his past, and knee tendonitis obviously isn't a great sign, but it, it's also an opportunity for the 49ers to allow him not to incur any wear and tear in August. Um, but yeah, the defensive line is, you know, it's they're projecting it to be the strength of the team, and and they need it to be really really good if they want to compete, and they've. You know, they haven't invested nearly as much in the secondary as the defensive line, which is sort of controversial in, in today's NFL because you see more and more teams emphasize coverage over pass rush, uh, which is sort of this shift. But the 49ers are going you know, the more traditional route and, and building up front and working their way back. So they have a lot riding on the defensive line, and there's a lot of talent there. But on paper, it's really good, and, and if that works out, um, you know, if they get double-digit sacks from those three guys, from Ford, Bosa, and Buckner, I'd imagine they'd be in pretty good shape. The expectations there, like you said, they're high, but that is a tough division, Chris. Of course, with the Rams, the Seahawks are a playoff team, what, six out of the last seven years they were last year. You got the number one pick and a new head coach in Arizona. Is this a, a division? I guess maybe it's it's similar for the 49ers like it is for Atlanta and, and Carolina in this division in the NFC South where the division's so tough, the conference is so tough that it's hard to meet expectations. Is it possible there in San Francisco objectively? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, it, a lot has to go right. They're going to have to get their guys healthy. They're going to need Jimmy Garoppolo to, to sort of, you know, return to that pre-injury form, which is obviously the, the biggest question mark facing them right now. But, I mean, I, th- I would expect the Rams to take a step back. Um, Jared Goff, maybe, you know, maybe the, the, the Patriots sort of created a blueprint in the Super Bowl to, to limit Sean McVay's offense. I think Seattle's kind of going through an identity shift just in terms of, you know, they had that defense, they had the Legion of Boom, and, and you know, now it's, it's more or less Russell Wilson's team. And so are, are they going to be able to transition that way to be an offensive-oriented team instead of that, you know, ground-and-pound, defense-oriented, special teams type, type team that they've been? And maybe they can do that. I, I actually think Wilson is, is a sleeper MVP candidate. You see the odds out there, 25-1, to 1, I think, that's kind of enticing given the fact that they're going to put a lot more on his shoulders and the defense isn't going to be as good. And if the Rams do take a step back, you look at Seattle as that team that, that, you know, could be in the driver's seat for the division. If, if anything bad were to happen in LA Uh, and the 49ers could be in that mix too. Like I said, there's, there's, you know, they have a lot riding on Jimmy Garoppolo and they know the ceiling is high with him when he played at his absolute best in 2017, but they don't know if he's going to get back there again. And they don't know if they're going to be healthy enough. Injuries have really been a problem for this team the last two years, and they continue to be a problem right now heading into the season. So, uh, you know, you look at Arizona, and and that's really the toughest team to figure out because we have no idea what Kyler Murray uh, and Cliff Kingsbury's offense is going to look like at this level. We know, you know, it worked a lot um, 
Kingsbury's offense work in the Big 12, but we we also know that Kingsbury got fired for not winning enough games at Texas Tech. So uh, it was an interesting hire to be sure, and, and I would imagine that they're they're going to be an ex- exciting offense to watch. But uh, it's it's really tough to say how close they are to to contending to be a, to being a winning team. You have questions about Arizona's offensive line. You certainly have questions about their talent on defense. So I guess they're the biggest wild card of the division, but I think you're right in saying that it's sort of similar to the NFC South in that there are a lot of teams sort of bunched closely together, and, and it really could go – you know, I, I could it, it wouldn't shock me to see three different teams win that division, whether it's the Rams, the Seahawks, or, or even the Niners if they, if they you know, lucked into some good health and, and Jimmy Garoppolo bounced back. Yeah, I'm with you, Chris. Chris Biederman, 49ers reporter for the Sacramento Bee on Twitter, at Chris Biederman. And, Chris, uh, I apologize if I mispronounce your name there. Lack of professionalism no, on focus here. <laughs> Apologize. It's a, it's a strange spelling. It happens all the time. No, no problem. I apologize, but a great stuff from you. Thanks for your time tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, Chris Biederman at Chris Biederman on Twitter. That's B I D E R M A N. Give him a follow. Follow the 49ers this year. We'll take a break. Back with your phone calls and texts 504 260 1870. And our text line is 870 870. The last lap continues on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.